another hope-filled message from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifeau.org. I want to do this message today called A New Normal. A New Normal. And, you know, we've heard that phrase a lot this year, that we are entering into a new normal. And I remember in February when Craig and I were in Japan and we we snowboarded for 10 days there together, just had an incredible trip. Uh, And God's timing is awesome. Just before lockdown started, He got us away and just knew we needed time together, which was brilliant. And our last few days, though, we spent in Tokyo and we were in this hotel that was in the middle of like the main intersection that you often see on movies. Um, There was just lots, lots of traffic everywhere. And I remember being in our hotel room and watching the news that day and the news had just announced that Uh, schools were shutting down in Japan and that homeschooling was beginning because of coronavirus. And I remember thinking to myself in that moment, I am so pleased I live in Australia. I'm so pleased that that would never happen in Australia, that I would never have to homeschool, that I would never have to do anything like that. I am so pleased. You know, here we are, you know, nine months later, and I've had six months of homeschooling my children, which I never thought I would do. But we're in this whole season of so many things have happened that we did not expect. We've had this shift, major shift take place. And it's actually an incredible opportunity for us to set a new normal, to set a new way of living, to set new priorities, to set new habits, to set new ways of thinking, to set new goals, to set new areas that we want to step into. It's an incredible opportunity for us to set a new normal. And you know what? I know without a shadow of a doubt that God is in this season, that He is in control. And I have from the beginning of the season, we have felt stirred that God is wanting to bring revival through this season, through COVID in our city, that there is an outpouring that He wants to bring, a move of His Spirit, that we're gonna see this place flooded with decisions, flooded with disciples, flooded with baptisms, that we're gonna see an overflow of what God is wanting to do in and through our city. I know without a shadow of a doubt that God is gonna use this for His good and for His glory. And I'm so excited about that. You know, I was actually talking to a really good friend of mine, um, one of our neighbours, and she has had breast cancer. So all through COVID, she had to go into hospital. And she was telling me when she went into hospital, uh, it was the Royal Melbourne's just up the road from us here, that they've actually over COVID, over lockdown, had to start an entire new ward for mental health and domestic violence because of COVID. And you know what? It speaks to the fact that God is desperately needed in our city. He is desperately needed in the lives of people all around us. For those that are online today, there are people all around you that God is wanting you to use. God is wanting to use you to speak into their lives, to reveal His love, to reveal His goodness. All around us, we are the revival that people need. We are the love that people need. We are the hope that people need. We are the answer that people need. We have the words of life that people need. Come on, we're called to live with this point of difference. We're called to live with the mandate of Jesus Christ our lives. We're called to bring a hope and our city desperately, desperately needs it. There is revival coming and it starts in and through us. So 
I want to look at this whole thought today of entering into a new normal and how we do that. And I want to use the example of the Israelites. You know, stepping out of Egypt and then wandering in the desert for many years. And they had to get to this place where they stepped into a new normal, where they stepped into the promised land. And I want to look at some lessons that we can learn from them about how to step into a new normal. And the first one is that they had to learn to step into courage and strength. They had to step into courage and strength. And Joshua, just before the Israelites are about to step into the promised land, eight times God says to them, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. And I have this sense today that God is wanting just to breathe His courage and His strength into us afresh. I don't know about you, but more than ever before in this season, I have, in my humanity, felt so weak. Felt like, man, how, how do we do this? You know, God, how do we lead your church forward in this season? On my knees so many times, God, give us wisdom. We want to be led by you in this season. We want to lead your church well. We want to lead your people into your presence in this season. We want to set your people up for revival. We want to do this well. Just so many times on my knees, God, give us wisdom. God, give us courage. God, give us strength. We just want to lead how you want us to lead. And I've just felt again, just the infusement of God's Holy Spirit on us. And I feel Him as a church saying to us again, would we step up? into strength and courage. We're not called to live defined by this season. We're called to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit with His strength and His presence and His Spirit working through us, enabling us in ways that we never thought possible to allow His Holy Spirit to give us courage and strength. And you know what? I love that in Deuteronomy 31, The Lord says to Joshua, be strong and courageous for you will bring the Israelites into the land. I promised them. And he actually says, he commanded Joshua to be strong and courageous. You know, courage, it's a command that we're called to step into. It's not a feeling. So often we think of courage and being, am I feeling courageous today? But courage is not a feeling. It's actually a decision that we make. A decision that we make to step into what we believe God is asking of us, what He is calling us to based on the Word of God, what He is calling us to step into, stepping into a, into courage. And I wanted to just to show today a really quick clip of the movie, We Brought a Zoo. I love this movie. And it's this moment in the movie is a dad just talking to his teenage son and the teenage son likes a girl and he just is talking to her about how to encourage him to talk to this girl. So why don't you turn your attention to this little clip here that we have. With you and Lily. I don't know. I guess I didn't listen to something she told me or something. I mean, I liked her. It's like you embarrass yourself if you say something, and you embarrass yourself if you don't. (laughs) You know, sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage, just literally 20 seconds of just embarrassing bravery. 
And I promise you, something great will come of it. That sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of courageous bravery to step into what God is asking of you. And I love that. You know, so often we think we need to live courageous lives, but actually we just need to take moments to be courageous. Now, what is God asking you to step into? What is He asking of you? I actually uh, was thinking as I was preparing this message, just moments of courage that I've had in my life that have actually led to incredible God outcomes. Just simple things like filling out a university application for Auckland City when I thought Auckland, to live in Auckland was just too far beyond me, too big for a little country girl. But that courageous act of just filling out that application form, asking a guy who I was good friends with to come to church with me. That act of courage led to a marriage. Come on, joining a connect group. When I, I still remember how afraid I was just to join a connect group when I first came to church. You know, the act of courage of actually putting yourself out there. I still remember doing new Christians for the first time. That was an act of courage. My first message I remember being petrified on the front row as I, as Craig was actually introducing me. Everything in me wanting to run, literally having to hold the chair to stop myself from running. And all I had to do in that moment was choose to step into that moment of courage. You know, speaking to people at school, friends at school, you know, inviting them to church, things like that. It was a moment of courage. And as you step into that moment, you know what? The Holy Spirit empowers you. But we've actually got to be people that step into courage. There are people all around us that need our courage, that need our strength. And I really actually want to stir us about this today because one of the things I've noticed through COVID is just this sense of apathy with people. You know, and I've, I've sensed it in me. I hope had a birthday party the other day and it was at a park. And so I, I pulled up and I I dropped Hope off and my natural inclination in that moment was just to go, you know what, I'm just going to drop her off. I could see she joined her friends. I'm not going to go and connect with the mums. And I honestly thought to myself, you know what, I just can't be bothered today. And it's how easy is it because of COVID just to get into that mentality? We've been locked away for people so long. I just can't be bothered today. But I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me in that moment and say, get your flipping courage on. Step into boldness. Step into what I am asking of you. Come on, reach people. Get out of that apathy. Get out of that comfort. Get out of your PJs. Get out of your slacks. And step into courage. Step into being the light that God has called us to. Oh, what courageous act is God wanting us to step into? Maybe it's leading a connect group. Maybe it's talking to somebody at work about Jesus. It's inviting someone to church. For every one of us, our courageous moments will look different. But what is God asking you to step into? The second thing for the Israelites is that timing for entry was everything. Timing was everything. In Ecclesiastes 3, it says there's a time for everything. There's a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build. You know, for the Israelites, there was a time to wander and then there was a time for them to inhabit the land. And two times the Israelites got it wrong. The first time when God asked them to step into the new land, to step into new territory, because of fear, they didn't obey. And the second time, 
Because of their disobedience, God said to them, right, that's it. You're going to wander in the desert for 40 years. The next generation is going to come and inherit the land. And so because of that, they went ahead in their own strength. They decided, you know what, we're going to take this land anyway because we don't want to miss out. And when they did that, thousands died because God didn't go before them. Two times they got the timing wrong. And I just feel stirred in this season that we've got to get God's timing right. There is a time for everything. For many of us, we feel in this season like we're like the Israelites that we're wandering. Like, God, where are you in this? The sense of just like, God, what, what are you asking of me in this season? And I really want to encourage us that timing is everything. That we need to be people that hear God's voice, to tune into His voice, that we lean into Him and that we trust His timing. That we don't move ahead in our own strength and our own trying to make something happen, but we're listening for that Rema Word of God. Are you listening to me online today? That we're listening to that Rema Word of God, that we're tuning in. What is God saying in this season? You know, to be honest, I've had a lot of conversations with people during this COVID season about massive decisions that people are, are making. And it's like, okay, what is God saying in this? You know, I was talking to someone the other day and they were, they're uprooting all their business, changing uh, their business, selling homes, moving to a new city. And I was like, yeah, I, I get that it makes sense in the natural, but what has God said? Like, what has God said in the middle of it? Because we've got to be people that are tuned in to God's Word. I know without a shadow of a doubt that we're here to stay in Melbourne, that we're called to lead His church at this time because God has spoken. We have that conviction of what God has said. Let's be people that hold on to God's conviction during this time, that we're not listening to the Word of our circumstance, but we're listening to the Word of God. And you know, that doesn't come from a heart of wanting to control at all. It comes from a heart of wanting the best for people of wanting to know that we're being led by God, that we've been led by His presence and His goodness and His Word, that we're not pushing ahead like the Israelites did in our own strength, but that we're tuning in to God and allowing His Word to lead us. Is this making sense today? In the same instance as well, please let's get be people that get wise counsel. Let's not make isolated decisions. I love what Proverbs 15 verse 22 says, plans fail for lack of counsel. Let's include each other. Let's talk to each other. Let's not get isolated in the decisions that we're stepping into. And I think one of the other things in the season too is that we've got to be people that are led into actually what God is calling us to as well. Like the Israelites, not held back by fear, but stepping into everything that God has. Stepping into all His purposes for us. And the third thing today the Israelites did is that they entered the promised land because it flowed out of consecration. They had a moment of consecration before they entered the promised land. It says in Joshua 5 that just before they entered, they had crossed the Jordan River and they were at the edge of the promised land. And at that point, God asked them to circumcise themselves. And, you know, circumcision, I could go into details this morning, but as a certain part of the male anatomy that is just chopped off, it was a brutal act. And 
In the New Testament, it goes on to talk about how we're called to not to have outer circumcision anymore, but to have circumcision of the heart. And circumcision is this outward declaration. It wasn't the Old Testament of an inward devotion to God, being set apart for God's purposes, being set apart as God's people, consecrating who they were to the purposes and the things of God. And in the New Testament, it talks about circumcision of the heart. And circumcision of the heart too, it's this incredibly intimate act, just like that act of circumcision was in the Old Testament. It's this intimate act of giving the very being of who we are, the inner part of who we are to Jesus, giving Him our everything, consecrating ourselves to Him and Him alone, Him having every single part of our heart. And I love that God asked that of the Israelites when they were right at the border, their enemies were right there to take them out. Like it would have taken the guys out probably five days to heal. It was a big operation. Like it would have been brutal. But God asked them in that moment because He wanted to reveal, you know what, you don't enter into my goodness based on your own strength, on your own doing, but out of a consecrated heart, out of devotion to me. And I just have this sense today that God is looking for our heart devotion. He's looking for hearts that are consecrated to Him. Church, can I just say in this moment of history that we find ourselves, let's make sure that God has the priority of our heart, that He has our everything, that He has that intimate space, that He has the very essence of who we are, that we can come before Him. Team, if you can join me, please. If we can come before Him with the intimacy of who we are and say, God, it is all Yours. And you know what I've found is that we need moments of consecration to Him. When I stood with Craig on my wedding day and we made that covenant of marriage, giving our hearts over to each other, giving our lives to each other. I gave him my heart fully that day. But through our marriage, there have been other things that can come along and try and steal that place of consecration. Other distractions, a fence that can get in between each other, busyness of life, circumstances that we go through. And I have to keep in those moments giving my heart over to Him again. And our relationship with God is exactly the same. We have to keep giving our heart to Him. Things that we battle, maybe it's offence. You know, I think offence has been a huge one over this season. So we've had distance from people and things can get in our heart when we've had distance from people because we take things a certain way. We're not face to face. And so offence can get in. That's why God says that when we come before Him, first forgive your brother, free your heart before you connect with me. Consecrate your heart once again. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have any questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifeau.org.